Hello, adventurers. This is Adam with Wizard Tank Games. Thanks for tuning in. So get ready to jump into our second episode. A little bit of a recap. This is actually the third session that we played. We lost the audio from the second, or we didn't record it. I can't remember. That was months ago. Anyway, we hope you enjoy this adventure as we're joined by a new guest. We've lost a couple of usual players, but Mikey jumps right in. I'm getting ready to explain that to you in my typical live, super weird way. Bear with me. Also, there's a little bit of a hum and a few pops in this recording. I don't know. I'm not a pro, guys. But hopefully you can bear with it. Enjoy the adventure. Let's roll some dice. Alright guys, thanks for tuning in. This is Adam with Wizard Tank Games. Here we are for episode... Insert number. I don't remember. Like the, uh, No, because I think I'm going to cut them in half. I think I'm going to cut one each. Yeah, so I think it's four or five. five. This is, Maybe six. We don't know. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. This is Adam with Wizard Tank Games. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get started here. So briefly to just let everybody know we are down two of our regular players Mike and Evan they are gone we are met by uh, an old friend of ours new to the podcast Mike who we, we go with Mikey or yeah Mikey Mikey Mike I don't know whatever He's, he looks different if you could see him you would know sounds different yeah a little bit he's a different Mike than than the other one so this is Mike. No, 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 no. Holy crap, this is awkward. All right, let's... <laughs> I can attest to that. I'm definitely different than the other guy. You know? All right, so moving right along. Uh, we're going to just kind of recap characters so that uh, we can introduce them to Mike. Mike can introduce his character to us. And, uh, yeah, this is his first time playing Adventure League, too, so this that's kind of cool. And we have a new microphone as well. Maybe you can talk. New mics all around. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully this is... Uh, I had to. I had to. (laughs) So uh, anyway, so hopefully that yeah, hopefully we're getting better audio each time we do. We're learning a little bit more about recording process and everything. So, all right, uh, Danny, why don't you introduce us to Lonnie? My name is Danny. I am going to be playing an eleven-year-old halfling named Lonnie Shortwick. Um, He is a bard. Uh, Pretty mysterious character. I don't have a huge. I mean, I have a huge background for him. Um, but it, I hope it develops in, on our podcast better than I could probably tell it. So, um, yeah. so hopefully that would uh, that comes out to play, and you guys can experience that with everybody else. So. All right, Jacob. I pl- am playing Nyerhurs Skiotha, a barbarian tribe member uh, from a horse tribe. Not really decided where it's going to be from yet, but actually, that's about it. That's a cool background. <laughs> But except, <laughs> nah, that was, that's all I got. All right, Lance, go ahead. I'm Lance. I'll be playing Randall Greycastle. Um, I'm a former soldier of uh, an infantry unit, and now I've joined up with the Lords Alliance uh, to bring uh, the law to lawless people, and um, basically try and keep the peace wherever I go, or at least you know. Put people in jail if they're breaking the law. Jail. Jail. That's what they call it these days. Jail. Holding cells. (laughs) The grave. That was stupid. I'll cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Yep. Mike, go ahead, man. Uh, Well, I'm going to play in a dwarf, Brugar Goldenbeard. 
which these guys know about, you guys don't know about, but we'll, we'll work on our backstory a little bit more. Jake, when I have, when I have more than two and a half hours notice, then I'm going to be playing, so <laughs> really wasn't prepared for this at all. Uh, First off, I will never give you more than two hours to this. <laughs> I'll have this one right next time. Cleric of the Forge, because the second I heard about it, I knew I had to play one, so... So picking up in the morning, you guys, uh, Jacob, you were talking, I'm sorry, uh, Nair, you were speaking to, what's what's your uh, necromancer's head called? So he's Nair, you so never, obviously, you, uh, you never asked. God, <laughs> that's, I, I never that's asked. That's, that is just fine. You've never asked. That's fine. He's trying to tell me a couple times, yeah. I just Back in, okay. So we'll we'll pick up there as your your breakfast all comes out to you guys and uh, and yeah. My breakfast of ale. Yes. She throws in some carbs and protein for you too, assuming that that was also important. Because you're so big. Yeah, I'm just in my ale. Ale protein shake. I have to chew my ale. Exactly. The full ale mint. Liquid bread. Yeah. Which was actually the thing. Liquid bread? Is it just yeah, it like, like a, nutrients? It's like, it's like a beer, but it also it has bacteria in it. You basically drink the really heavy head off top of beer. What? Chew it sounds, bit. sounds gross. <laughs> no, it's fermented. To each, to each his own, I suppose. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, so what were you you said that you were you were gonna ask the the necromancer head something? I'm basically just talking to him, making small talk. Okay, sure. Is that because you're belittling? <laughs> Zing. Well, I already beheaded him, so <laughs> just a curiosity, what kind of meat is brought to me? Uh meat. Um, it's mostly just like a kind of a slew of ham and bacon, a lot of pork products, ham, bacon, sausage, some Salty. eggs. Salty? Yeah. I leave the eggs. Yeah. There, everything else is in like copious amounts. Like you've got a lot of bacon, a lot of ham, a lot of sausage, and like one egg. I might accidentally grab an egg eating the other stuff. Yeah. You eat only the yellows, because that's what the baby bird was. It was... Gosh. That's the baby's bird's favorite food. Gosh. That's the whole thing. Alright, so... As you guys... uh, Is there anything else you guys want to do, or do you want to just... Enjoy your breakfast? Any conversation or anything? What was that? Uh, But at this point, you've been there for a couple of weeks, so, like, you have, like, a couple of people that are like... What the heck? You know, like that have like clearly not seen anything quite like that before. They don't say anything to you about it because you're a barbarian and it's also a head on the table. You should name it something. But uh, that's what you call it. But it's like, no, my name is no. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, no. But it. it uh, so yeah, you definitely catch some eyes, but hopefully not any elves. Seriously, no, right. you avoid. Uh, yes. You. No, the building. You with the equipment. Not the Smith. Now you're the smithing. No, there, there definitely I am is. I'm smithy, but I'm looking for a smithy. I'm quite smithy. <laughs> anyway, I your last name Smith. I just probably <laughs> anyway, wander over there and hang out for a little bit after sure. breakfast. Are you looking for anything specific? Uh, no, I'm mostly <clears> just <throat> asking if I can, like, help. 
and just tinker. I have a legendary weapon. Yeah, also if I can make anything super magical that I can keep for myself for free, I'll do that. Sure, sure. Uh, go ahead and roll a check to see. Gotcha. I don't know, like dexterity or something. Did you mean write a check? Or? <laughs> right, write a big old check. You want dexterity straight dexterity yeah. check? Yeah, this is a joke. You're not going to be able to make a magic item. You could do your one, like your plus one thing, though. That would be impressive. Dang it. Natural two. I would have had to have considered it if you'd hit a 20, though, you know? I mean, you have to do something with 20. You just waste it. Uh, let's see. Unless you're Danny warming up and testing the mic. You waste four of them. I'm not on fire with my dad's right? And also, I'm not fire. All right, so Mike, I'll show you this so you can kind of see. Um, well, I'll try to anyway. You might have to lean up over it. I don't want to like rip everything out, but so here's generally the city of Flan. You've got like you know the coast to the south. There's like an an island with an old fortress uh, out there. You've got a huge graveyard, which is apparently a thing. Some some various different things, but then this tiny little gray building here in the northeast corner, that's the tea kettle. Okay. For what that's worth. And where's this right here? The, uh, so most of the stuff is going to be in the merchant compound, which is Sokol Keep. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's the old place. I take that back. Um, where was it? Ah, here it is. Break Vang. Let's see, it's P. Where's P at? It's usually a red building. It's so small. So the one there maybe in the middle by the river? I think it's this, I think it's this okay. guy. Close enough. Either way, I'm just curious. Uh, I'm gonna go there still. And I'm not necessarily looking to make a suit of armor or anything, but I basically just wanna swing a hammer so I don't get too rusty at it. Ask the, the smith that's there if I can just make him some yes. bolts or pins or rivets, whatever. Yeah, so it's just you're just a couple of streets away from it. So yeah, that works for me. Uh, yeah, and it's just a, it's an older human guy who readily takes you on uh, as a as a day worker. Since you're a dwarf, you kind of have like a propensity for that. It's like good racism. I bring my own tools too. I'm gonna cut that out. That was that's bad. My tool? I can't say the word racism. Anyway, it was good again. profiling. You, you were judged. I get some. I haven't looked at the. It, it, has, it gives you even more stuff that you can do. It also gives you like a like a side feet. So much kind of thing. She'll look into it. It's really cool. So. Already got two feet. So. Oh, should be fine. I have three. So it makes a lot of sense. We'll see. He just kind of puts you, you to to some menial tasks. Um, which is what I'm looking for. I don't want anything heavy. I want, I want to be able to pick up and go if I need to. Yeah. So that's oh, what's how I'll follow in time. Uh, Lance, you said that you were going to try to research the uh, the barn? Yeah, I was going to just do a little more fact-finding, see if I can figure out. After she told you not to worry about it? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's an answer. Did you talk to Freya about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just something to worry about, but you're worried about it. I'm worried about it. Where are you going to go to try to search this out? You've been uh, in the town a bit, but you've really not ventured too far into the depths of it. Well, I guess I could go to... I'm not sure that they would have, like, 
a town hall or a city record sort of thing. But um, uh, there, there's both actually. There's a library, and there is, um, there is kind of a town hall. Um, yeah, I guess maybe the town hall. Okay, it's uh, Vallejo Castle, and it's kind of the like the big manor. In kind of the central portion of the city. There's like a, I don't know if you can see the map a little bit, but there's like a little island. It's kind of connected with bridges or whatever, and it's in there. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to head there. Um, see if I can talk to somebody. Sure. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check. And then I will actually go ahead and make a, uh, a mic for... Crap, where is it? Uh, for Brugar? Is that him? Yeah. Brugar? Go ahead and make... Uh, just a dexterity check. Just general dexterity. If you are proficient with tools, you can add your proficiency. Uh, I am proficient with tools, yes. Yeah. Five. Ooh, those twos are hot. Five. Four on my investigation. <laughs> you got less of four. Am I with you? Ugh, jeez. Jeez, guys, jeez. I want to find out if it doesn't mean anything, I'm just following you. Yeah, I mean, if... I mean, if the, yeah. It's my general go. It's Lonnie's general go to. Like I didn't specifically request you to come in here, but I'm your shadow. If you're gonna have a shadow, me. Just to be clear, these aren't my guys, so that's probably why they're not. That's, they're, they're you're not attuned to them. Yeah. I would like to a find two. a leather worker. Two. What was that? I want to find a leather worker. I have a, a leather worker. There is in fact a leather worker. Um. Yeah, I don't know why I said you, that. Like I was gonna say something best. crazy afterwards. Pretty close by though. You get to his shop and it's. Uh, I want to ask him if he can make a harness. He okay. Yeah. So he's uh, I, you judge him at probably about thirty years old, which is like, in some like barbarian circles, like old. Like this guy's already like weaning or like waning as far as the fire goes. Not weaning, waning oh, as far as the you. fire goes. You know, <laughs> but then there, you know. So you just kind of judge this guy's like this this. Not like most people, you'd be like, oh, 30, this guy's just getting started in his life. You're like, this guy's an old guy. He's basically dead. But anyway. Is he uh, an elf? Uh, he's not an elf. No, he's just a human. And he goes, greetings, well met. I need a harness. Oh, okay. Uh, straight, sure, straight to business. Um, what are we looking at? What's, what are you going to harness? I pull out the, the head. Dear Lord! <laughs> oh, and he, like, scrambles backwards and falls over a bucket and, like, spills this mop water or whatever. You pull out the head and he goes, Hello. <laughs> and you, like, stow him back away and whatever. He's like, uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't... What kind of a like a harness? You just want to like. I wanted to hang from my belt. Uh, okay, that sure, of course. Hang from your belt. That seems like a that seems like something, a barbarian with you. Uh, yeah. If uh, if you want to just give me some time, I'll see what I can do, and uh, yeah, you can leave if you want, and then I'll. Okay. Get it. I'll try to get it. Done. And so you leave, and you can hear the guy like lock the door behind you. Crazy noise this. Um, with a foreign investigation, it takes you the better part of a day to uh, eventually talking to you the entire time. To eventually track down the fact that the last known owner of that barn was one of the previous families that owned um, Sokol Keep. I say previously owned it because they lost everything and like 
moved away or are gone or dead or whatever. It was the Andersons, but they were lost. Okay. But, I mean, so when you said that they lost, does that mean it passed to somebody else? Or is it uh, no, just kind of like their family? Yeah, it was kind of like, so the family itself just, like, deteriorated away. Uh, a lot of people, anybody that was still capable within the family moved away. Okay. Anybody that wasn't, like, over the last hundred years or so kind of died off. Yeah. All right, so it's a dead end. And as far as a five on your uh, dexterity check with your crafting, you are fired at the end of the day <laughs> as a dwarf. And this guy, this guy's like, I, I expected more. This is pretty crap. This is not good. So. I'm swimming hammer for a while. What happens? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so shall I come back tomorrow? Nope. <laughs> you don't have to. But I can't. You shouldn't. <laughs> I'll see you after breakfast. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, Lonnie, we got you. Got anything you going on? Oh, I'm following. Um, Just kind of. Randall. Ran- Randis <laughs> Malkinson. <laughs> Lonnie obviously had ale breakfast too. <laughs> You're dipping into the old barbarian breakfast. All right, so eventually, you guys, uh, at the at the end of the day, you kind of close it, call it, call it quits for the day or whatever, and uh, cash in. Um, we'll say that it's it is about dinner time. It's like just slightly before dinner time, um, so it's about four thirty or so by the time you guys all get back to the tavern, and. <clears throat> As you guys are just kind of settling in a little bit, uh, let's see, Blazette, which is one of Friona's daughters that you have seen a couple of times. Um, is, that, is that the one? The the one? No, that was Breeze. That was flirty with Lonnie. Uh, Blazette, you you've not really talked too much. Um, she's obviously one of Friona's daughters. And she wears a, a blue kerchief. You've noticed that's probably her distinguishing feature. She's got, like, straight black hair. And uh, she wears, like, this blue kerchief. Sometimes it's, like, a neck thing. Sometimes she just keeps her hair tied up in it. But, but she is, um, you could tell, just one of the middle daughters. And she keeps she keeps this kerchief as, like, her, tra- you know, it's, like, her standout thing in a in a tavern full of five daughters that are like so similar she this is her standout thing so anyway she she um she is generally pretty cheery but you can see like as you guys all kind of file back into the tea kettle it it's pretty packed there are people kind of wall to wall basically um which occasionally happens at dinner time but not not every night this is a busier night and uh and so she kind of sees you guys recognizes you kind of gives you a, like a, a bit of a smile and then is like immediately thrown back into what she was doing I'll write her name down real quick are we all like coming in at once? Uh, more or less. I'm gonna lean over to Randall, Randis. Yes. No, that's not. That's not. That's the feel. Um, what is with all the big little baby people? You mean the heavens? 
I'm standing like right behind him. Little baby people. Yeah, the the, the wee ones. Yes. Why? Why? <laughs> that, that was my answer. <laughs> Why are they halflings? <laughs> I'm assuming you haven't seen many. No. Many so you guys kind of move towards the table where um, uh, Brugar has already kind of stationed up, uh, kind of waiting for his dinner to come out. You guys kind of meet up and um, meet. No, so, no, uh, meet. 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 That's what I was doing. I was ready to meet up too. She, um, Lizette comes up and she's got. Before she even says anything, I just say, "Ew." And she, before she even has to say anything, she hands you an ale. She's got like a large tray full of like several things. An ale, again, mostly, mostly a plate of like carbs and protein, you know, basic body fuel to go along with your ale. And uh, she just kind of, she kind of passes out the different food items and uh, just kind of mumbles. You know, she's, she's been like nice and everything, but she has not really said a whole lot. You don't know, you know, kind of like that introverted no more like an extroverted introvert like she likes to be noticed and seen but like rarely engages in one-on-one conversation and stuff like that and she's very busy about her work whatever but she sits down your food and everything and as soon as she walks up you hear the like the quick scoot of a chair as a half orc like scoots up to your table and uh like classic Riker style like twists it around and like scoots up to the back and he's got a big smile on his face like big toothy smile and he goes okay all right everybody just keep it easy just keep smiling all right you're not smiling you really need to smile here for just a minute he goes all right okay and he kind of like does like a quick glance around you can tell like this guy's nervous but like at the same time like kind of confident in what he's doing so he he kind of scans the room a little bit and he's like all right well, he gives like this creepy almost like dead looking smile like it's like it's there but it's like great great back to creepy yeah back to creepy <laughs> it's just weird and he and he's like looking around where he glances at you and he's like get green <laughs> it doesn't stop <laughs> And he goes, all right, just to act says, normal. There's one more to smile. Oh, my gosh. This was a huge mistake. <laughs> he goes, I've got a friend named Chab with others in term who told me that you guys, he told me some stories about you guys about uh, about a week ago. And, uh. I don't remember Chop. I was asleep. He was his intern. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, you got you were with him on the way back. You were with him on the way back. Because he was explaining to you guys the benefit. You and uh, Tingle specifically. I don't know this That's true that you don't. But he was explaining the benefit of like there being more than just gold in the form of treasure that allies uh, certain power leverages things like that he was kind of a uh, lies information can all but he was just kind of explaining like in his entire I'm like there's there are more important things than just gold you know but anyway there goes yeah fine it's true. true. This is also true. But he goes, uh, all right, okay. Uh, so he, uh, he explained to me that you guys were pretty capable. Uh, I didn't mention all of you, but definitely the big guy and the little kid. Uh, he says that... I don't know this, man. That's fine. That doesn't matter right now. Uh, the point is that he said that you guys were you guys were pretty capable. Who's a kid? I am capable. I think sorry about you. Is he in trouble? All right, listen. Listen up here. Listen, okay? Uh, Everybody in here is in danger. 
including you, including me. And he says all this kind of through clenched teeth and, and still with his smile. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll get to that. I'm, I'm Brule Khan. No, I'm warning you. My name's Brule Khan. And then he looks over and he sees, uh, you actually see on him, he's got like this, the very top clasp of his uh, kind of chest coat is uh, an emerald enclave leaf. But he goes, uh, which you... Great to tell a marketers. <laughs> no, but he goes, he goes, I'm with the enclave. The emerald enclave, you know this? Yes? All right. All right. I met one before. He okay. asked many questions. Okay, well, we're we're a group that uh, watches over the happenings here in Flan and beyond, and uh, I was just told by an associate that a potentially devastating magical object was brought into the tea kettle moments ago. We don't know what it looks like or who has it, but I need your help to find it. Can we, like, split up, talk to some people, see anybody that sees suspi- seems suspicious, and, uh, you know, See if they're in possession of this super deadly magic item that's, I don't know, maybe going to explode or something. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he like, he kind of like taps to the table a little bit. He's like, don't let anybody know what you're up to. Like, we don't know what they have or what they intend to do with it. So let's, oh, we're going to (laughs) die. We are all going to die. And, uh. And so he, he well, with this, he, he grabs he grabs a drink and walks off towards the bar. I'm going to scan the room. Okay. An sure, go ahead and make a perception check. Can I aid him? Yes. I'm going to pick him up and I'm like, well, that's a little more. <laughs> Super subtle. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. One I, fell out of my hand. I spilled my drink on the floor and I followed him to the bar. One fell out of my okay. hand and the other just dropped nothing, so... That's no, uh, it is. Uh, re- yeah, re-roll an unintentional. If you drop it or if it's okay. caught, I didn't drop it that's well. just that's one of the house rules that we stick so with. So much better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 19. Yeah, it's better than three. Yeah. Because I was like, I totally didn't mean drop it. Okay, so kind of skim, scamming the. Cr- Scam in the crowd. Scam, kind of scam in the crowd. You make two silver. <laughs> Unrelated. You also notice that there are. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you're not actually scamming the crowd. You notice that there are six tables that catch your eye as people that look like unique. Everybody else are like townsfolk, workers, farmers, travelers, the, the lot. But these people seem different to you. At table one, you see a wild elf that dines alone. She looks somewhat... I'm not looking at her. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you were kind of scanning the crowd, scanning within the crowd, and as soon as you like come near her, you're like, ah! And you like stop, and you just like start looking at a single point in the wall. Um... But she looks kind of out of place in this relatively nice establishment. Um, she's her leather armor is dirty. It's you can tell that like it's just like it's definitely been lived in. It's like sweaty, grimy. It's got like grass stains and like you can actually see like part of vegetation stuck to the back of it where she just missed it. Um, but you also notice that she has an incredibly fine-looking bow. And the thing that's unique about it is that it has, like, a purple hue to the wood. And it's strung across her back. Like, she she still has it on her. Um, 
as you guys kind of begin to just kind of look about the room, you notice a few other things. You notice that there's a table with two older human women that are sitting together, and they are very much also scanning the crowd. You can see them, like, looking around and kind of keeping their voices down and kind of kind of tucked together. Do they look like they're part of um, a coven? Um, you can't immediately tell based on the way they... I mean, they don't look like hags. Do they look shady? Yes. Now that... Hang on. Now that you kind of have, like, this whole, like, mentality of, like, somebody's in here, go with a dangerous whip. Like, so many more people look shady. Like, when you walked in, no big deal. But now you're like, oh, yeah, it's those guys. Or, wait, it's those guys. This guy's got it. Well, I'm not... Maybe it's me. I'm not known for my intelligence. Sure. The first person I see that looks shady, I'm going to walk right up to the table. All right. Uh, we'll table that because you, there are a couple of things you notice. You, there's an older human male and a dwarven woman that are eating together, uh, and they're talking like very emphatically, yeah. like very aggressive. Uh, roll for perception. <laughs> I'm not looking at Insight, perception, insight. Pick one. I don't care. You we'll see. Because I'm still walking to the bar. Sure. The bass is swelling with that. You noticed her. Right. You noticed her. Hey, you noticed Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, they're they're talking kind of emphatically. You know, they're occasionally you'll see one of them gesture or whatever. They don't look like adventurers, um, and they're both dressed in like fairly so fine. Emphatically and like gesturing their hands too. Yeah, it's noticeable. It's not just yeah. Like, like occasionally they'll be like, well, you know, something like a little bit of a hand talk. Yeah. I mean, they're not like. Ah, yeah, aggressive. Like yeah anything like that. But they're like, you know, it's like not yeah, just relaxed table talk about. Sure. Yep. Uh, and they look like they're they're dressed in relatively nice clothes. You also notice that there's a half elf man that's eating alone and he's just kind of um, just like stirring his food about. Um you can see him like picking at like picking at something and he looks like a little bit absent minded. And then he'll like put his, he'll drop his fork and he'll pull out this small um, notebook and he'll write something down and he'll close it and he'll kind of go back to what he was doing. And um, you see a a very like a pale, almost pearlescent scaled dragonborn woman who is in the back, uh, back to a wall. She's alone and she is very much like. Uh, skittish, like you see her just like her eyes are kind of dark to every new noise and every scoot of a table and everything like that. She's very skittish in that regards. And um, you also see, lastly, you see that there are three halflings that are all dressed in like bright colors. Um, they're very like they look. Uh, they look like. Like scrappy baby people to you, like they—they're very much like like a you 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 might regret turning around a corner and seeing these three halflings in the middle of the night. You know, it would be it would be creepy for one if they were like standing in line. But anyway, you see them and they're all just like kind of kind of loud and like raucous and uh, but only you recognize the language that they're speaking in and you're only catching a couple words here and there but they're definitely speaking in some form of halfling but it doesn't seem like it's it doesn't seem like true halfling it's almost like a um Different Latin version. Yeah, almost more like pig Latin. Like it seems more of like a like a made up code. Pig Latin. Yeah. 
Well, it's all right. Anyway, with this, uh, Nyer still holding on to... Okay, yeah, you see him. He just starts, like, walking straight over to the women. And you said that you were walking over to the bar. Is that right, Brugger? Yes. Okay, so you're just, you're just kind of following him up. Uh, what would you like to be doing, Randall? Um, Tasha said he's <laughs> Let's see. So I guess technically if you wanted to try to like slip out of his grasp, you guys could make grapple checks. Okay, so athletics or acrobatics, your choice. Ooh, what was it? 18 total? I think it was five. Let me, let me make sure. I, I don't remember if I picked acrobatics. No, so it's 20. 20. So you get up and you start to walk towards these two older women and you're like, listen. And he's gone. He's just <laughs> slipped out of your hand. Like, what the heck? I just keep going. Okay. Um, what was the first one? Was the guy sitting on the table? No, that was the half elf guy. That was later. Uh, there, the the one with the bow. Yeah, she's an elf woman, oh, wild girl, elf. Her hair is like a like a mass of like dreads and knots and stuff, all kind of Freaking pulled back. Druids. I discourage anybody from making a druid in real life. Yeah, you do you, man. Okay. Um, and then you said that you were just going up to the bar. Since you said that first, um, yeah, so you just kind of follow him up, and he, well, he just... I just kind of drove next to him. I yeah. I ask for another drink while I'm waiting. I'm just going to, without looking at him, like, did you notify the owner of the establishment? This is kind of what... Um, he does kind of the same thing. He took that empty mug, and then comes over here, and he kind of fills it out. Like, turns around, kind of props both elbows on the, on the, the bar behind him, and he goes, Oh, she knows. She knows. She's been warned. You okay. seen anything? See a few things. Where are you going first? You know, I think I'm going to go talk to that gentleman in the back with the hood. And it was like... I mean, he he looks like he's a nicer dress, older human male. He's got like a salt and pepper goatee that you can kind of see from the from the shadows of the hood, which is still up, which is suspicious. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go talk to that guy. As soon as he says that, I'm gonna reach for a drink. Say, always wanted me a dragonborn. Always wanted me a dragonborn. Meet the Okay, there you go. Always wanted me a dragonborn. I'm gonna go get one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so he put, as I slip out of his grasp, yep. go underneath the tables and go from table to table, kind of like looking at people's, like, doing like little arcana checks or like seeing if I can find something like magical as I'm kind of going through sure. the tables, past people's legs, you know, pat oh. them down maybe a little bit. All right. Uh, anybody specific? Um, whichever, like, so if I'm at our table, like underneath it, whichever yeah. table's next and the next. And okay, the, so yeah. It'd probably be the uh, that the elven woman with the okay. bow is is nearest. Um, go ahead and make a stealth check first off. Twelve. Okay, no, that's that's decent. You're a little one, so it's it's not super difficult for you as a halfling to just kind of get in and out. Um, and so yeah, you're able to kind of you you kind of get over. Towards her, you can see that Randall is making his way over there as well. Randall, what would you like to do as you as you kind of approach her? 
Uh, oh, Stalin uh, Randall. Is there a poacher? Pull the bow, she's gonna get feel up. <sighs> Got it. Cut the bro string while you're down there. Bro string? The bro string. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to make some... Yeah, go and hang out with somebody else. <laughs> Cut that bro string. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and just make some casual competition. But we're going to do that. Because I mean, it's going to kind of approach you. Mind if I join? She kind of like... You see immediately she like casually drops her right hand towards her, her waist. What do I see? Uh, you can see that she she. You see this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she grabs at the hilt of a knife that's on her waist, and she looks up casually, like up towards you, uh, and she kind of does like a quick appraisal, and then she just kind of you see her relax her hand off her off her blade, and she just kind of goes back to what she was doing, kind of closes her body off towards you. What do I see? So, oh, might be a hunter. Um, make a make just a general charisma check. Persuasion, if you're any better. Uh, sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and she goes. I am, and you. It's like a it's part of a soldier unit a while back. Now I go from here to there. I stick mostly to the to the quivering forest. Are you familiar with that? Can I hear this? Uh, yeah, yeah, because you're like right there. Is it history related? Um, nature check. Okay. Well, either way, I got a nine. A nine? Yeah. Uh, you've heard of it. Yeah, she's in. Like, yeah. I feel like I've heard of it, so I don't really know much about it. Uh, that's fair. Most people stay away from it, as it is uh, kind of wrought with fey creatures. What do you know of the fey? Even less than I do about the Quivering Forest. Hmm. Can I make a check on fey creatures? Sure. She kind of closes up to you after that. You should get out more. And then she, she just kind of goes back to her, her meal. Um, you can, at this close of a range, make a nature check if you would like to. Or if you would like to make an investigation about her, uh, yeah, I was say, the like, bow, take, as that's... Take a closer look. Or just, like, trying to get a better... Look at some of the gear that she's wearing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Six. Um. Yeah. The bow is the only thing that's really noteworthy that you can see on her person. Were you gonna try to go through her bags? Which she she has a bag that's on the ground, just kind of like right next to like a rucksack. Closer, can I tell if there's like an anything Uh. You can. Do you have any sort of like detect magic spell or anything? Uh, you can you can make an arcana check over something that you can see, so I will allow you to make one over the bow. Right, well, can I like, yeah. look at the bag and like, look in? Try to peek in? Sure, okay, if you want to do that. But what you got to make a sleight of hand check okay. first. 16. 16. You're probably going to be good with that, but it's only fair. Whoa. 
Um, no, but I'll take it into consideration. Okay. Uh, no, you're, you're fine. Uh, so you kind of peek in through there, go ahead and make an arcane check. This is going to be less impressive. 15. 15, there seems to be nothing. You do see that she has um, a, a potion that you immediately recognize as a potion of healing in there, and really nothing else. How much you get? You can try. Nah, nah. My line says no. Now I'm gonna go. <laughs> He's really? Well, you know, maybe you, got, you start to walk away. You immediately turn around and like, well, maybe I should. I could use that. I, I think uh, it makes sense to what I am. So. Here, slide a hand. Sixteen. 16. And so you are one potion of healing heavier in your pack. I'm gonna drop this. Okay, now we're good. Yeah. I crease the page though. That stinks. Yoink, and you slip back into the crowd, and you immediately remember that you definitely had a job to do. Uh, but that's cool. It's cool. Uh, Randall, you said that you were going to take a look at the bow? Or was it? Yeah, I was going to do Okay. Notably, I didn't write my name on it. This one's fine. This is not... This was definitely not in anyone else's backpack. That's <laughs> no. in, my, in, in uh, Lonnie, 11-year-old sense, that makes sense. Yeah. This is Lonnie. Foolproof. Go ahead. What were you going to do? Uh, yeah, I did just kind of a general once-over to see what she... I right. Yeah, and, and really the bow is the only thing that even looked interesting in what she had. Everything else is very dingy and dirty and well-worn. The bow is very, like, still pristine, though. I think she'd just bring it. I mean, I know she's kind of, like, turned off from the point, but I'm just going to do it. Um, I noticed her bow. It seems like a very elegant piece of work. And she kind of, like, listens, but she's just she's no longer interested in, in speaking to you. Okay. Um that will be the table that um Nair has been speaking to. So Nair, as you approach, you have these two older human women that are speaking kind of in hushed voices and looking around the looking around the place. What would you like to do? I walk up and... They immediately, like, one of them spills her drink, and the other one goes, oh, and, like, grabs at her chest. Do you have any dangerous magic? Oh. And they both look at you, like, completely stunned, and they're like, what? Dangerous magic. Son, I have no idea what you're talking about. You nearly killed us. <laughs> what do I see underneath the table? Uh, so you, yeah, so uh, you hear him slam his hands down, and by this point, you're like, you pocket that health potion, immediately kind of stroll over there. Um, they don't have, they, they've got like personal bags that they have kind of like in their lap or strung across their chair or whatever, like very much like a purse kind of a thing. Um, make, make an investigation check. 
Nat 20. Nat 20? Uh, as you're kind of like skimming through here, what you glance up, you're looking through one of their like their bags, and you look up, and you can see that the other one has a super, like, like it just came out of the jewelry case necklace. Like, it looks immaculate. Does it look it looks it looks so impressive. Um, I will allow you to make an, an arcane check with advantage because of the nat twenty. Nat two. Um, no, it's a nine, nine to ten. No, eight, ten. Ten, ten total. Uh, you're picking up some essence of magic from the necklace. It is on. I mean, you can certainly like try. A table, you see a little hand. I was gonna say that's what he's gonna see from the other side yeah. of the table. We're gonna do it like stealthily as possible, like almost like <laughs> as if she's like. Make a sleight of hand check. Hand touched this. He's <laughs> like. Oh my gosh! Dangerous mess. Natural twenty. Uh, eleven. Last. Uh, with an eleven, um, the the woman who's like who owns the necklace doesn't seem to notice you as you reach up and you touch her neck and as soon as you do the other lady goes what are you doing and and then that woman like looks down and she sees you I say you have a really pretty necklace on and uh and they they immediately gather their stuff and and you can hear them as they start to march out of the place you hear them say something like we expected more from this place and they slam they march out of the doors next table (laughs) Um, you have now hey, it, totally. If that's the evil item. It's gone. You have so. seen several people notice you and like are kind of keeping an eye at you at this point. Um, you said that you were going over towards the dragonborn. Yes. Were you going to do anything else at the first table? Um, basically, at this point, knowing that Challenger two basically doesn't want to talk to me. Okay, more like leave your time. Uh, I won't be troubling you anymore. Please enjoy your meal. Good hunting. Hmm. She just kind of like makes a hump sun. You're like, oh, okay. Punch you. All right. What a jerk. I'm going to go visit her next time. The elf? Uh, <laughs> bar fight. At least I can um, wake up at first so I can watch it. So you walk up towards this, uh, this white skinned, this white scaled uh, dragonborn. Oh, light woman. scaled. White. It is white and almost oh, pearlescent. Okay. It is what it is. Can I try to disappear again? Uh, stealth check with disadvantage as you have people watching you now actively. Uh, ten. Um, you can still feel eyes on you. That's fine. I still go. <laughs> All right. So you approach. You approach her. Yeah. So I'm just gonna walk up. As soon as you do, you see her like recoil, and she's like. What do you want? Blessings of more than if I am. Um, and to you, can I help you with something? What clan do you hail from? Uh, uh, I'm not from around here, you wouldn't know. I'm just visiting fa- family. Perfect. I'm also not from around here. Which family? Uh, the... Snow scales. <laughs> I like to do an inside check on that. Sure. Snow yeah. scales. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nineteen. Uh, sounds pretty made up. Sounds like she made up a yeah. lot. Yeah, okay, I got that. 
Uh, and she like starts kind of like looking around, like looking towards the exit. Mm. Like snow scales. What, yeah. What part of town are they? I've been here for a few days. It was uh, different. The, the, that's my name. They're they're cousins. They have a different name. <laughs> oh, what was it? I mean, talk to one. It's uh, it's um, and she, you tell her like she's like looks around at the table and she goes, the fork tongues. <laughs> they're new they're pretty horns. new though you probably wouldn't even know them new dragonborn well they're like they're they're not from they're also not from around here chromatic most likely uh no why else would you keep it so secret no one else has heard of that uh make a persuasion check persuasion yeah uh, she persuades me like i'm persuaded yeah, that one. Natural with a, one. With a negative one. So. Uh, when you say that, like, when you say that, she kind of takes you as no. Uh, at first, you were like aloof, and you were like somebody she kind of needed to shake off a little bit. But now she can see that you are a little bit more cunning than she had initially desired you to be. <laughs> and so she kind of like she kind of stops looking around and she looks like straight at you. You can see like her, the slit of her eye narrows a bit, and she's like. Why don't you follow me and we can talk about it a little bit more? Lead on. Take a drink. Sure. And uh, so she starts to walk um, towards towards the like the rear exit of the building. Do I walk by anybody that I know? Um. I've Randall, what would you have been? Yeah. And you. already left. Like the old, the older, specifically not hags, <laughs> specifically nice older women. Yeah. I, just, if I do, as I'm walking by, I'm just gonna keep on just drinking my ale. I'm just gonna help me. Help. I'm just gonna like, help. Just slowly, like pull me out. Out. But I'm just keep going. So, um, right. Especially if I see the or- I'm, gonna ch- I'm gonna change up my act for sure. Okay. I I think the next person that I would have actually was going to go talk to was probably the Dragonborn and see him and the Dragonborn like on their way out. Do I need to make like a, I guess I'll just make like a I mean, I try to make eye contact with anybody. Yeah. You just make a perception check first off. 15. Okay, so you can easily see that they like they scoot up and they, they both start to walk towards the back exit. Uh, now make an insight check. 19 19 and you get the idea that he's like he's like very much like looking around me like hmm, somebody come help me just in case maybe somebody yeah, come like give me the, I might be getting in a fight like, pull me out right. yeah very much like that sort of thing so I'm gonna make my way that same direction okay so you guys on the so other hand right? yeah I want to try and to, try to not the halflings so you specifically make your way over to the halflings yes but I'm gonna pull out my flute Okay. And I'm gonna go up to them and be like, uh, "Hello, sirs and halfling," and be like, "Would you like to hear a, an old halfling folk song?" And they all three are they're like they're loudly, drunkenly, like all kind of just like chittering in this in this other language, or whatever. And as you kind of roll up to them, they're like, <laughs> "Yeah," and they but they say it in, obviously in in like a clear dialect of halfling at this point. Okay, so. I'm gonna start playing a song, just like a, it's like a, just a, like a small canter, and then as the song builds, I'm gonna cast Dancing Lights. It's gonna flutter around me. 
And you, you see, like, one of them that is, like, the older of the, the halflings. And now that you're with them, you can re- you realize that they're all, I, they all look the same. Like, not just, like, uh, like, they all look the same. But it's, like, they look identical, except for, like, tiny variances. Like, one has, like, these big mutton chops. One of them has, like, one of those mustaches that grow down into, like, mutton chops, but with, like, no chin part. I wish I had this guy's self. I'd just, like, make my face. We call that the honest They all look the same. Yeah. And exactly. And then the other guy has like a chin strap beard or whatever. And they're like, hey, you know, as you kind of finish your show. Um, and they all three almost like simultaneously, they like bounce into this act. You can see like one of them does a cartwheel onto the other so that they're like head to head and he's upside down. And the third one does like a like he runs up the front guy, does a flip and then lands feet to feet on top of the third. So they're, they're three stacked tall. And then they all drop back down and they explain to you. Uh, the, the one goes, I'm Ton, this is Tane, and this is our brother Tane. We're from the new, uh, uh, the carnival that just rolled into town. Tumblers. Oh. You should stop by. You should, uh, you should maybe join us. You could be a, there could be a legitimate career for you. That's very interesting. Um, do they accept 11-year-olds? Eh. 11, 15, 20, they don't know. We're halflings. They can't tell. That's true. Definitely works in our favor, kid. Goodbye. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna run away and join the circus. But like, like come see us. We're on the we're on the north uh, northeast side. What's what part of it? And like they're talking like elbows and they kind of chitter back and forth like ah, northeast portion of town, just outside the walls. And I'm gonna be like, uh, can't miss the tents. Thank you. I will definitely stop by. Um, have you guys seen any suspicious activity in the ta- tavern lately? Just like. Uh, individuals that you normally wouldn't see in a time like this? I am going to be real honest with you, kid. I've been drinking kind of a lot, and... Well, your act was still really amazing, even though you... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, second nature. Second nature. Yeah. I'm going to walk past them. Um, do I... <laughs> do they have any magical liquors about them? I don't know. Uh, there make an arcane check. check. Yeah, make an arcane check. Like... 17. Uh, yeah, one of them, the one that he said Tyne, the one that didn't actually speak, because the other two were kind of talking back and forth, but the one that they said Tyne, he, uh, you're catching some sort of a magical aura from a pouch on his side. Did you feel like that? Uh, I mean, that's, that's just kind of it. There's a little bit of magic emanating from it. Okay, so as you guys are kind of walking, walking towards um, the rear exit, you're gonna try to catch up, catch up to him. Yeah, but hang back a bit. Like I don't want to be like right on top. Sure. Um, because I have a feeling I might escalate the situation. Okay, so you you go out. Well, she goes out before you behind the the back door, and it kind of swings shut. You follow after. Yeah. Okay. I'm trust so, her. Yeah, you follow after, and trusting her was a mistake because as soon as you clear the back door, she tries to grab you and pin you to the wall. Uh, so go ahead and make a a, a strength check, an right. athletics well, check. Do you have any kind of weapons or anything? Uh, no, no weapons drawn. Well, 
like just trying to choke me. Or just just, like just bare strength. Like as soon as you come out, she just reaches down and grabs you by the collar, spins you around, and slams your back into the wall. And so she slams you there, and she goes, "Who told you to come after me?" And you can feel just like a bit of a frosty breath come off as she says it. No, nobody Nobody told you to come after me. Nobody said anything about a map. Well, you did. I was going to offer you a drink. I'm not interested in maps. Make make a uh, make a persuasion check. Probably seems to be mistaken. Fifteen. Come on. And she kind of slackens her grip, and she goes. Sorry, I kind of on edge. I recently came into possession of a map, and I've had a couple people watching me pretty closely since then, so I'm is sorry. It, is it a map that could harm someone? Uh, no, but it's... I don't care. No offense. <laughs> pretty confident there's a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you dig deep enough, you always find gold. That seems like a dwarven thing to say. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I'm I, like I said. I'm, I'm just kind of on edge. Uh, my name is Minitha. If I succeed, maybe you'll hear about it. Snow scale. Snow scales. Uh, no, that's a totally fake name. I know. Yeah, it translates to Alpine. My actual last name. It's tougher to say. Anyway, how about that drink? Uh, I better get going. And then she's, uh, I'm sorry again. And then she she takes off. Yeah, so it'd be safe. Money. I'm uh, trying to him probably come I, to the door. Yeah, I probably come out the door. <laughs> yeah, you she like come out, ching, so you're like, uh, uh. uh she, had a minute. I, she didn't want to drink. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She's busy. Uh, oh, the guy that was writing in a book. Okay. Just go and you sit at his table. Would you like a drink? And pointedly not look into his. Absolutely. You okay? You do see immediately though a napkin that he had on his lap. You can see he's got very strict posture, but this napkin comes up and covers his mouth, and he goes, "Goodness, can I help you with something?" Is this the hooded <laughs> guy, or is this the half elf? This is the ha- uh Yeah, the the half elf. The ones taking the notes? Yes. Okay. I'm going to look like right here, like on him. Yeah, and you can see that he's got both his his uh, nose and mouth covered <laughs> as soon as you sat down. Dangerous magic in this tavern. What do you know? I have no idea what you were talking about. Pull it up the head and slam it on the table. And you hear, you can't, you can't see, but you hear a split second after the head hits the table... The definite sound of hu- of half elf barf, just all over the place, as he just has completely barfed. <laughs> yeah, and then he, you can hear him like, kind of cry. He's like, "What do you want from me?" <laughs> this is the evil guy for sure. I'm just a food critic. Please, <laughs> please, please, please. And he just sits there and sobs quietly for probably the next forever. <laughs> and then I go up to the elf woman. Okay. The the one with the bow. Yeah. And, and you just, you just sit down yeah, next I just to her. Sit down next to her and pointedly not look at her. You can tell that she is staring straight into you. I think of nothing but my big toe. 
She's unaware of this. Um, Jess, can I help you with something? There's dangerous magic in this tavern. What do you know? Um, let me see what she knows. Well, uh, not much by way of magic. Are you in the market for something, or what? Why are you? I don't know. Why are you bothering me? Dangerous magic. Okay, well, your search continues. I pull out the head and like, you know anything? About that looks like magic dangerous here. magic to me. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the head and do you know anything of the dangerous magic in this tavern? And then you hear the the head's voice go, "Are you talking to me? I don't. I can't see you." kind of twisted yeah what there's dangerous magic here what do you know about it uh that bow is not magical and then you hear her go how do you know and as I can tell it's uh it's Morkant Burl rare tree of the quivering forest and she goes (laughs) your head's smarter than you look it's true it's still a head (laughs) Well, good day then. Bring it up the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Lonnie? I'm gonna do the half Okay. I'm gonna go up uh I'm gonna actually make the attention to I can put my hand on the shoulder and pat the pouch. Be like like And he looks down? Be like You got something in there? Uh yeah, wouldn't you like to know? I always like a good magical trick. And he he opens the pouch and he reaches in and he grabs this this yellow dust like this yellow super fine powder it looks like like the consistency of flour like super soft and he's just got a small pinch of it, um, but he takes it and he holds it up close to his mouth and he says something in uh, again another like a gibberish form of of halfling and he sprinkles it onto the ground and as soon as it hits the ground it erupts in smoke. <laughs> You're like, flare for the tumbling act. Kind of like, and I do the dancing lights again. Exactly. Very cool. And I say their names, because like, Tane, Ton, Tune, whatever. And I'm like, uh, if you guys, um, you guys are ever looking in, um, you guys ever, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Spit it out, baby, man. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say, if you guys ever, right, uh, if you guys ever go to, um, and I say like, uh, I can't remember, I can't, I haven't decided because I don't know sure. the cities were the town I'm from. Yeah. Um, I tell them look for, um, look for um, the shack by the coast. There's a lady there. She always gives the best advice. That's all I say. And I, I go on. Well, remember that kid. And I go on to the, who's next? Who's closest? Like, what do I see? Um, you see the, a very distraught what's the, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you players. see, you can see a half elf man who looks like he's just weeping into his hands. That's pretty suspicious. Over, over his notebook. As I walk past him, I go, hello, and I'm like covered in dirt and grossly. <laughs> yeah, and you see him go like this, and you can see that he's covered in a little bit of his own vomit. Also gross looking. And just like he, you see, he had mascara on, and it's like run down. Oh it's run down his cheek. <laughs> I go to the next. Okay. 
He's fooling us all. Uh, looks like the right. next person, <laughs> the next person is uh, it's the human and the dwarf, the male human and the the dwarf lady. And they're the ones that are making the hand gestures. Yeah, uh, they were talking about something proud. very She's expressively, right. very expressively speaking. Whoops. She's like a six out of ten. Yeah, I go to like. Would you like to hear a? A and and you get about halfway through your sentence when the the man like looks down, leans over the table, and goes, "We don't want whatever you're selling. Get out of here." Uh, it's pretty, I'm gonna walk up behind him. We don't want it. We're not interested. Go. I'm gonna walk up behind him. Yeah. You don't talk to baby man that way. Why are you here? I tell him, I go. It's okay, and then I'm gonna cast friends because it's sad. and I'm gonna be like, I mean you no harm. Okay. Um, it's not a save. It's a, I get advantage on my checks. Sure. And so you, yeah. So this like this little bit of a magical transfer um, comes out of you. Uh, what would you, what would you like to do? Uh, as far as like words, I just want to kind of persuade this guy to that I mean him no harm. I just want to talk. Okay. Anything. So do I roll perception or? Uh, or yeah. Persuasion? Roll persuasion check. Yeah. Sixteen. Yes. All right. And talking doesn't hurt. And then you hear the dwarf woman go, Are you sure that's a good idea? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, it's fine. He just wants to talk. Man, yeah, I'm not gonna let him. Have you guys ever, have you guys come in here um, ever with like, I don't know, like bad intentions? Is that the kind of problem? You immediately hear the dwarf lady go, That's it, someone knows where. I'm out, I'm out of here. I'm, I gotta go. Gonna go and around. she gets up. It, you, as soon as you set her down, uh, the guy also tries to get up from her side. And she goes, let me go. And he, yeah, he reaches down and he grabs a bag. And as soon as his hand touches his bag, you can see that he grabs it kind of hastily. You can see, like, the all of the hair on his arm stand up all the way up to his shoulder. And you can see these tiny blue crackles of energy. This is all in a split second. You hear the sound of glass shatter and it echoes through the room. And he screams. And you can see all of his muscles go rigid. You can see the veins in his neck and forehead stick out. You can see blood vessels in his eyes burst. And you can, you can almost hear the sound of his teeth cracking. And... Then his body becomes just wreathed in this blue crackling energy and he falls to the floor and you can see that there is some sort of like a dagger like thing stuck in his right hand. Clint's just tight as he can hold it and um, she is trying to fight you off. So go ahead and make a strength check. Not good. Five. Five, uh, she stomps on your foot and you go ah! And as soon as you do, she I'm bolts gonna, for the door. I'm gonna, city slacker. I'm gonna pull out my axe. Okay. I'm going to chop his hand off. Oh jeez. Like Fantastic. The thing I'm gonna Sasha city All right. Slacker. So what is what is that for the top? You guys uh, immediately you hear this sound. You like turn around and you see there's just like almost like a blast radius around this guy where it was like whoa and like starts like backing up. Is he is he dead then? He. Hotel? You can't tell from where you are. Okay. You'd have to get closer. Um, yeah. It's time for a hand axe. See somebody around. I know it's not as effective as it would be at home. But still. 
<laughs> it's slow time. It's super fast. Uh, wisdom. Wisdom saving throw. Let's see what we get here. Oh my gosh. Nat 20. That's insane. Because she's got commoner stats, so she's got zeros across the board. That was the only, I'm sure that was the only way that we were going to save from it. So, uh, yeah, in the meantime, she darts past this guy, and as your, your spell released, you see him go, <laughs> and he hits the ground and starts rolling, and she is out she is out the door um yeah so you can see this guy and he looks like all of the muscles you can see are just kind of like rippling across his body and then a hand axe or a hand axe or no, was it axe your great axe just go ahead and make an attack roll uh 24 okay so you hit you make contact and sever this guy's hand straight slam your axe into the into the ground um and his body remains just kind of sheathed in this blue electrical energy. But now you can see his hand is free and that what looks to be some sort of a large, like either rock made or stone made dagger. I'm going to take the pouch he had it in mm-hmm. and like use my hand axe to push the hand with the knife into the back. Okay. Uh, you succeed. Yeah. You just kind of scoop it in and there. I'm going to walk up to the dwarf guy and just like dwarf guy. Uh, you do, guy. you do real quick. Um, as soon as your axe, I'm sorry, I forgot this part. As soon as your axe hits the um, the guy's wrist, you take two d four lightning damage as you feel it just course through your axe and your body. So you take two lightning damage. God, he dies. <laughs> Overkill. No We're gonna walk up to the orc guy, the guy that originally like told us hold mm-hmm. out the bag on dangerous magic. This guy is still And you just kinda of hand it to him, he's like, What in the world? I'm going to try to At this point you see that guy stand up. And he starts to walk towards the door. You see that now his eyes are closed. Um I'm gonna sweep yeah. track trip. And he's still sparkling like with lightning. As yeah, as he is beginning to leave the building, you can see kind of this coalescence of that electrical energy dart off and it hits that elf ranger. No, I'm sorry. It hits the uh the half elf, the guy that's the currently critic. crying, the food critic. Oh. Yeah, it hits him and he does kind of a similar reaction. Now the lightning effect never leaves the first guy, but now that it, it has hit this other this half elf, he goes through the same cycle of symptoms where he and then falls to the ground. See this, I'm like, everybody out. Yeah, and so there's like a big scramble. As people start to run, uh, there are a few people that remain behind. Um, the the half elf lady there. There's probably about five or six people that that stayed. Um, I'm gonna pull the head out of his pouch. Yeah. And ask him what he knows of what's going on. And he's like, "Well, I missed most of it. Uh, what happened? I, I heard some he screaming. Pulled out, a, pulled out a knife, and now he's that. Let me see the knife. I point him towards the knife. Pull, and that guy's like. And the guy's like, he pulls the hand out um, that is still clenched around this thing, and he goes, uh, "That's not a knife, you idiot. It's a dragon tooth, and an old one by the looks of it." 
bites things, tears things. I don't know. Why does it do this? And I show him the people. He kind of like now he gets to see around and he kind of like spins on his hair and he's like, uh, yeah, that's not normal. That is not. That's some. That's some dark magic. He goes, what's happening? And about when he gets to this, Surik has kind of, uh, you don't know her name. That was that. That was the elf woman. She's kind of like investigating the, like the first guy because he's still like slowly, very zombie-like, walking towards the door. Um, the second guy stands up and he begins to walk towards the door, and that lightning shoots out and hits her, and she ah, and slams to the ground as well, in uh, kind of cycling the symptoms. Um, and he's like, "This, this isn't good. I don't know. What do you make of this? What's happening? What started it?" So he touched the, the dragon too. Kind of like a history check, maybe on like I've heard this type of magic before. Um, do do an intelligence. Let's just do an intelligence the check. Intelligence. One. Yeah. But I'm pretty good. Twenty. Natural twenty. No, nineteen. Oh, dude, that would have been killer, man. Uh, and so you you're kind of more inspecting the the tooth with this and and what's your arcana do you get extra for arcana uh, just plus one for okay so 21 um no 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 no. One. oh still just 20 okay so in looking at the tooth you can see that there are some runes that are very faintly scribed into the side of this and that this appears to be some sort of a conduit for this magic you can now see outside that the the first guy the human has made his way to the to the street the center of the street and he's got his his head tilted up towards the sky with his eyes closed and his arms back almost like he's just like taking in the rain but it's like a clear day um and the sun is still just just starting to go down um and then the other two people are still walking that way um the tooth you can kind of surmise holds this magical energy but it doesn't necessarily like you know, it's not like a genie in a bottle sort of a thing. Like there's there's some reason that it keeps jumping from person to person, but you do know that the tooth is capable of holding it. I'm gonna run, grab the tooth. Okay. And take some damage on it. Uh, no. Oh. There's I'm no effect. Grab the tooth, and I'm gonna run and try to. Try to at least like see if it will pull towards the tooth. If not, I'm going to. You see it bolt off of the the food critic, and it hits through a window. Just blasts through this window, and it hits a small dwarven girl who who's also young. You guys can all kind of see this happening, but it hits her, and she ah, and slams to the ground. And I just kick up and jump through the window. As you kind of close up on her, make a uh, make an investigation check. Mm, eight. An eight. Um, you can see that she has. Uh, let's see. She has a small. Uh, the only thing notable about her, aside from the fact that she's wreathed in lightning and being tased, is that she has like a small bouquet of odd flowers um, that kind of look like sunflowers, except different, almost like uh, like leopard spotted. 
sunflowers, and she's got them squeezed super tight in her right hand. Um, I'm going to book the dagger, not stab her, but like on the tooth under her. Sure, let me see this here. This could go really bad, guys. I could turn into a zombie wanting to be struck by lightning. I'm going to sprint out the door. Yes. And I'm going to sprint towards like the first guy, like the one who's like standing in the middle of town, and do like a jumping overhand. Attack. Fantastic. Go ahead. Go ahead and make an attack roll oh with it. <laughs> go ahead and make an attack roll with advantage as he is. Can somebody stop him? <laughs> Boy, you can. You can see Are that he's doing this. Seems like yeah, the sort of thing. Is he? Nineteen. <laughs> um. The the half orc sees what you're trying to do, and he does try to run up and try to stop you. So go make an opposing athletics check. He goes. We don't know what they're doing. Uh, 11, he, he's going to beat you because I got 12 on the dice. And so he grabs you by the back and he goes, wait, we don't know what's happening yet. People are dying. Well, we don't even know that. He goes, look at him. He's head. still breathing. Um, Lonnie, I need you to make a, a constitution saving throw. You take eight lightning damage. <laughs> Dang. But as you do so, you guys, as you guys all run out to the street, you can see that the the, the lightning is starting to kind of coalesce again as it's getting ready to jump to another person. And uh, Lonnie touches the tooth to this little girl. And as soon as he does, all of that electrical energy courses up through him. <laughs> leaving her and you can see her kind of scramble about and like get to her feet and start to run away and you can see Lonnie go rigid for a moment and then all of the lightning coalesces back into the tooth and he drops it and at that point all three of the other I think there was three right all three of the other people fall to the ground and collapse they were all in the street yes and we're going to pause right there for just a moment for a quick break are you unconscious? No. Close? Close to the unconscious. That's pretty, that pretty close. That's pretty close. Lonnie, the hero boy. Okay, so, yeah, the last thing you guys see is that Lonnie collapses to the ground as well. He's not, I'm not unconscious, but I am. Right, and so, yeah, you, yeah, you, and that's exactly what it feels like. You feel like you just ran, like, a mile or two or something. I don't know, whatever would be strenuous well, for Lonnie. Really You're little. Yeah, you're a little, so a mile. <laughs> and so, yeah, you're like... <sighs> I guess healing work. If I see the landing on, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to run up and check on the first guy without a hand. Good job. He is unconscious at this point. I'm going to go find uh, the, uh, the food critic. I'm going to cast spirit. I, I, do ca- I cast healing. And you can see... Uh, yeah, he's not He's not dying, but he is unconscious. Um, but you can still cast it if you want. So I mean, he's not like unconscious. And yeah, no, you can still. Injured, yeah, you can see that he's still breathing and, and everything. So. Yeah, um, you do see that there are some of the the black fist guards of the city that are like coming, like running up towards you guys at this point. Uh, I'm gonna go over to Lonnie and kind of get to make sure. He's still As you're coming up, you probably hear me mumble a few words, and then I just kind of. You, so you probably see if you see, can see a wound. I don't know from the lightning. Probably not much visible wounds, but right. It is. I get like I start shaking. You have a, you have a little bit of smoke that kind of wafts off the, <laughs> off of your skin. Uh, Brule comes up though. Um, Brule terribly though. 
bro comes up and he's like, whoa, good thinking, kid. And then he, uh, he has this, he has this like black case and he kind of slips the tooth into it and like seals it up. And you can see that he like waits for a moment and he's like, doesn't seem to do the trick. And then he puts it in a case. Um, did anybody, you said you were with that other guy, the Blackfist guards, this, this one comes up to you. He's a, he's an older human. He's got a, like a longer beard that comes like to like about his breast line. And it's like mostly gray. It's got like a, like the too dark, like the mustache streaks down it, but everything else is like real gray and white. And he comes up and he goes, what's going on here? Uh, he had something he shouldn't. And then sea cattle. Yeah. You see a dwarf. Children running like a fox. Didn't see no dwarf. But he grabs this guy, like, as you're bandaging him, he picks him up, like, lifts him straight up with one hand, lifts him up onto his feet. And he goes, no one messes with a tea kettle. Take him. And he, like, passes him off to this other guy who grabs him, and they just start dragging him away through the street. And uh, uh, Madame Friona is just kind of, like, standing in the door at this point. And um, she doesn't say anything in regards to that guy. I'd like to go talk to her. But, uh, okay. Um, Brule, on the other hand, goes, he was right. You guys, you guys definitely get stuff done. Here, for your help. And, I don't know, maybe buy you a bath or something, kid. You did good. And he kind of slaps you on the back. You're like, and you take one point. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I <laughs> oh, okay, you're fine. Uh, he hands you specifically, bip, 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 you, a hundred gold in the in a bag. And, um, Imagine Lonnie's hair standing up a little bit. You know, like, kind of like in Jurassic Park where the kid takes the lightning. That's exactly what I was thinking of, yeah. yeah. And he goes, here, this too. And he hands you another healing potion. This one earned... <laughs> This one. Do you, you get your mark out of me and you write your name on it too? Yes. Property. Yes, I. Uh, I better get this to a safe place. You guys did good. I'll remember this. He thinks this healing potion is actually what it is. Um. What do you and what do you do? As you, you said, that you wanted to go up and talk to her, and you could see that she she's just kind of like watching him take that guy down the street. Yeah. Who's that guy? Pointing at the back or? Brule. Yeah. Twenty five. He's uh. He's uh, he's a member of the the Emerald Enclave. I got that from him. I don't know much. You trust him? As much as I trust anyone. Around about what he said you knew about all this. Knew about what? Oh, no, he came in and he spoke to me just before he spoke to you. Said that there was someone in here with some dangerous magic items. He said you knew. He didn't say he told you. After he was just confused. He was really happy at first. I'm not sure why. Seemed forced, to be honest. I couldn't tell you. I come like, like, walk out on weird, like. And she goes, heavens. And she like runs up to you and she's like, come inside, come inside, lad. Any damages I can help with, you let me know. It's most kind. Master Dwarf. But, I think, uh, yeah, and you can um, make uh, make a make a perception way. check. No, great. Um, uh, you can see that the Blackfist guards have both him 
and um, Surik. Surik, who is on her feet once again, but they are shackling both of them and starting to drag them away. The food critic is out cold. He is like full like ragdoll. And the guy's like the guy that you're talking to is like a, a younger guy. He's got uh, like like shoulder length blonde hair that's all like greased back and he goes to the stockade. Why? Because of what they did in the tea kettle. They didn't do anything. Nobody does nothing in the tea kettle. They didn't do anything. So then they've got nothing to worry about, don't they? What was that? Nobody does nothing. Everybody does everything? Uh, what? Are you some kind of wizard? <laughs> to some own words thinking, back. my brother? Yeah, but he goes, yeah, if they didn't do nothing, they've got nothing to worry about. Well, if they didn't do nothing, then why are you taking them to the stockades? Because nobody does nothing in the tea kettle. Uh, Come on, let's get out. <laughs> and, they, and then they... they Drag him away. Um. So you guys, yeah, you guys get back into the tea kettle, uh, which is now mostly deserted. Like it's like you guys, Madame Friona, her daughters, and like this old drunk dude who's like super poorly. Who now that you now that the place is really thin, has been there every day. You've never seen him anywhere else. You've ever not seen him anywhere. This guy, I didn't know. He's like, I mean, he just stayed at his table the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go sit next to him. Okay. And he's like, huh? He actually doesn't say anything. He just kind of makes that weird grunt sound. <laughs> huh? I'm gonna wait for a nail. All right. And so, uh, yeah. So, uh, it was. Um, Blaze that brings out uh, another ale to you, and you see when she hands it to you, you see her hands like shaking, and she sits it down, and she kind of darts back off towards. And she just kind of nods. She again just doesn't say anything. She just kind of nods and takes that deep, deep breath of kind of just resigning herself to it, and then she pulls back towards the kitchen. All right, so um, in the moment, you guys each get 75 XP. Power up level two. You need a pencil. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, let me, let me cash that out. Hang on. 70, yeah. Uh, yeah, 75 XP. Can somebody math, math for me, please? Light scan. I'm 11, so uh, once 275 plus 75. You guys, uh, as far as treasure, Lonnie got all of it with a hundred gold and two healing potions. If you do so, that's one of the things that we're kind of modding. Okay, so everybody gets 25. What are you going to do with the two healing potions? Uh, what's he they all have okay, and he keeps they have, they have my name on them. He keeps both of his own healing potions. Yeah, but you can <laughs> divvy out magic items. It says that. So. Sure. <laughs> I don't care. But I don't have any. And 
Um, any Emerald Enclave members? Yes, not me. Gain one renown point. You also each get five downtime days. And I get 100 XP. You get 100 XP? Yep. Wait, you got more than us? Yeah. You guys, the other part of the mystery was you had to figure out why it was jumping the way that it was jumping. There was a specific reason, but then you could get more XP for that. I did figure it out. Nope. Well, Damien did. You couldn't possibly figure it out. You didn't ask enough questions. If you could have got Surik to talk more, you would have known that the the bow that she made comes from the Quivering Forest, which is what the head figured out. Yeah. Um, and then that that was the connection. Somehow there was something with the Quivering Forest that was the connection. The food critic, who was hit second... Um, the flowers the bow the... The flowers were from the Quivering Forest, and his meal contained mostly safflower, which is what those flowers are called, safflower oil, which was from the the Quivering Forest. Yeah, she happened to also have safflowers. Asking questions from nature. Asking questions. As long as you're not Mm. personally. Instead of, you know, pockets, bullying. You know, my character's holy. I didn't bully. What? No, there's never been intimidation. Tell me. The main reason I did what I did is because, like, I'm trying to play up the halfling bravery thing. Yeah. Lonnie's one of his main, like, characteristics. So it's like. I'm brave. Yeah. Like Harry Potter. You know, Harry Potter's like a legend. He goes by Voldemort. I mean. Yeah. He was nothing. Great. Spoiler. No, he's like, he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. It turned out to like be a problem in the end, though. Anyways, Lonnie is awesome. Yeah. So sorry we didn't get into more combat. What's level? What level two? Three. Yeah. All right. Does anybody want to? We've still got we've got a little bit of time. If anybody wants to do anything else. I'm going to drink with that weird guy that's there every day. Sure. I am going to make it on the word, help with any repairs that I necessarily that I can't help with. And then I'm going to immediately report back to the black time next day. <laughs> All right. And so, like, we say that you guys are able to kind of just burn through your... Uh, through your downtime doing, like, various odds and ends jobs. I bring my good hammers the next day. <clears throat> I go with I'm going to show them now I'm a jack of all trades I'm going to have to do it all I mean if you're looking forward to it you have the best education yeah I'll do everything just a little bit a few days later you guys find yourself having lunch in the tea kettle and the crowd is super thin it really hasn't picked up much again since you know the whole lightning explosion incident thing you're welcome and uh <laughs> And so, um, you, you've had like more of an opportunity to kind of see Madame Friona and her kids. Uh, you recognize this one that is kind of taking care of you guys. They kind of take shifts because their kids they don't work, you know, twenty four hours a day or whatever. But this is her youngest daughter, Grolinda, and she's like she can barely reach over the table, and she takes her like. 10 trips to clear your guys table she just like comes back she'll take like a cup and then like bebop over back and whatever but she's got short 
uh, just like kind of loose curly hair. And the interesting thing is it's like an odd shade of like a coppery green. And uh, she like, she's like super like tomboyish. And so she'll like grab a cup. Have sisters together? No. You you do see more than one at a time, but never have you seen all five. Um, but you can hear like grumbling as she's like clearing off some of the table. Like, stupid boring work. I can't. I'm gonna offer to help. And just like grab everything. And she goes, "Hey, thanks. That's real nice." And she kind of is like, "Over here." I probably smashed a few things, but she's like, "That's fine. I break stuff all the time. Mom never gets mad." And uh, she kind of like leads you like back towards the sinks or whatever. And on your way back, you see a figure standing in the doorway that is like striking to you. But you didn't hear him open the door or enter anything. But this guy is so tall that he he's still standing upright, but he is like right at level with the seven foot door. And he's just just perfectly like. His posture is just like stiff as a board. Arms well, at his sides. When he also comes to the door, he just thinks his legs are the door frame. He comes between his legs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, but he's just like standing there, arms to the side, feet Even shoulder width apart. And he has this hat. The hat is like the weirdest part of his, his outfit. It's very much like a pilgrim's hat, but with no buckle. It's just like that straight bill, high point hat. And you just you see him just like slowly scans the crowd. I'm gonna like limber my axe and then like kind of shove the little girl back. Yeah, and when she sees this guy, she you hear her just like scurry back towards like further. She never like broke the edge of the counter, and she's just like gone back into the kitchen somewhere. Um, but you you can see him, and he pulls off he pulls off his hat and brings it down to his chest, very much like. You know, to the center of his chest, um, and like a like a ritualistic manner, kind of. Have and you can, uh, yes, this will be in a couple of days later. But you see, this guy is tall and pale. His his features are like sunken into his face. Yes, well, it is. He must not be named. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, he looks. Yeah, like his skin almost looks waxy and. Does he have a nose? He does. He does have a nose. Whether or not it's real. But eventually, you see him like kind of scour the room, like he's appraising everyone, and finally he like looks towards you guys and kind of settles upon you. And then he walks. Like it takes him like an hour and a half. It seems like to walk the ten feet to your table. Super. It takes that long. Yeah, he's super slow and and meticulous with his steps. And finally, he comes up to you, and he goes, I apologize for disturbing you. I assume that you are adventurers for hire. I look down on him. Did you want some coffee? No, thank you. I do. I can pay. And I need your help with a certain matter. And that is where we will end off this week's session. Uh-huh. And now uh, we've got about nine minutes, and that's a lead into 
another adventure. So thanks everybody for tuning in with us this week. Uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed the adventure and uh, yeah, as we kind of like continue to evolve it and and grow with it, we uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. So anybody want to say anything before we leave? Cheerio. Oh, that'll do it. Love it out.